With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. Tonight I would like to bring you some of the more recent reports that have come into BBR over the last month or so. I'm not sure if serendipity is in play, but a number of the reports have mentioned a large, thickly muscled, human-shaped thing. And in some cases, the figures that are seen are seen with a green or green-tinged skin. The accounts come from all corners of the UK, but the areas all contain natural on man-made tunnel systems, all of which open out close to our major rivers. I had a report that came in through email and it was from one of the members that came out and met us at BBR. The thing I saw seemed to have come from the trees and it happened close to the Magdalen Bridge in Oxford, um, summer, autumn of this year, 2021. The witness said, when this experience happened, I was parked up on a slope about 10 feet above road level by the gate. I was standing by my bike, facing west towards the river. And from that vantage point, it's pretty clear to see out across the marshland, apart from the area just on the other side opposite the embankment. The level of the marshland is probably about 20 feet below my level if I'm stood by the farm gate. And there's probably a hundred yards that I can't see just over the embankment on the other side. The thing I saw appeared to be a really big bloke. It was a huge thing that seemed to have come out from the trees and he'd gone over the top of the embankment until he was out of sight. It disappeared quickly over that embankment and it went down the other side with no trouble. I know it was not human due to the sheer size and shape of it, and by the way it moved. It really freaked me out, and I just got my wits together sharpish and buggered off out of there. I spoke to somebody at the visitor centre, and she said that she was from the area, and she was familiar with the terrain around there. I explained what I saw, and she knew how impossible it would be for anybody to be actually out there rambling around in the dark even with a torch. So I came back in daytime. I really had a good look at the area. I also remember speaking to somebody about the odd patch of flattened weeds that I found when I was out there. And I remember saying that it looked like the sort of thing I used to see when I was a kid living on the farm. And it was usually where deer had laid down for the night. I remember saying this to somebody at the meeting we had at Beacon Fell. I hadn't really thought much about it previously, but it does strike me as quite odd since I've never seen a single deer in the area. 
Well, I was gobsmacked to find this report on your site today, Deborah. And it was from a lady who was making a report about a strange large figure she saw on her land. The lady was concealed in a deer blind when she encountered a strange man in June of 2016. The lady who sent the report and said, I've noticed three enormous patches of fern that were squeezed down flat to the floor. Me and the kids looked and decided a herd of deer must have been bedding down for the night. Me and the kids made a blind and we waited for the herd to come in. We didn't have to wait too long. I was jerked into high alert when I saw a man. Well, I think it was a man. He was walking north to south across the clearing. He had no flashlight as he left the forest and that bothered me. Most humans would carry a light source unless they wanted to remain hidden, which of course made me question why he was out there. It was nearly midnight, and this guy's on my land with no flashlight, walking around like he owns the place. He had no visible firearm, so he wasn't a poacher. Possibly a trapper? I'm not sure. What I am sure of is that it wasn't a man. We are a long way from anything out here. I'm in central Somerset, so if it was a man, he had some serious problems walking that far out of civilization at night. Or... He was looking to do something wrong. But I don't think it was a man. It resembled a human, but it was bigger and wider. I just can't explain it. Our original witness said, I know exactly how that lady felt. At the time I saw him cross the embankment, I tried to tell myself it was just some weird man or a poacher or something. Someone camping who was out without a torch tramping around in the darkness in the middle of nowhere. I just didn't want to think that a place I'd come to enjoy, where I'd go for sunsets and private ponderings, had somehow become more sinister. As usual, I tried to rationalise it somehow in my mind, but nothing fits. Nothing seems rational. There just wouldn't be somebody wandering out of the trees after dark, and going over in the marshland out there, it just wouldn't happen. He said, a few days later, I returned to the spot. It was daytime, and while I was there, I saw a person on a bicycle coming down along the road at the same location, and I stuck my arm out, and I measured the size of the person on the bike between my fingers. And then I moved my arm up to the top of the embankment where I'd seen the figure. And to my astonishment... The figure I saw would have been almost twice as tall as the person on the bike, which would be like seven or eight feet tall. And that freaked me out. And I've not been back there since. I love my solitude, my sunset pipe smoking and my ponderings. So I'm sure I'll go back out there again pretty soon, just for another look. But I'm not going to stay after dark anymore. It's really bothered me that something that seems to have been that big and that capable in its surroundings was ambling around that close to where I was parked up after dark. To put it bluntly, the more I think about it, the more it freaks me out. I might be interested in the paranormal, but I certainly don't want big, scary things lurking around my private sunset thinking spots. 
I would gladly show the exact area to any researcher that was interested, so bear that in mind if anybody wants to have a closer look. The location is west of Hambleton, down by the river on Burroughs Lane. It's not in a wildly wooded area like the Forest of Boland, but the road's really small, and there's tree cover in places and a lot of scrubland with tall weeds and that sort of thing. I wouldn't really expect anything big to be lumbering around in there. But if we're thinking of a creature that migrates or travels for food, then maybe it's possible. You could easily stay out of sight around there. But it's also interesting that there's supposed to be a lot of old disused salt mines in the area. It would be interesting to know where they were and maybe try to see if any of them could be located. But I'd bet they're all on private land or blocked off now, so it might be hard to actually find any. He said, personally, I'm not going to go poking around there after dark anymore. And now I've got to go and find yet another nice secluded spot to park my bike and smoke a pipe and think thoughts and watch the sunset. Just across the river, we have another gentleman who's been searching for answers to his strange experience that happened in 1997. He was visiting a friend in a live alley when he was shadowed and growled at by something that remained hidden in the trees. The chap's name is Nick Hayes and he said, I was living in the area at the time and myself and my then partner would often visit the woods at night. We used to go down there all the time, late at night together, and we often saw orbs of light moving above the river. As well, they would move through the wooded area. Although we never experienced anything as scary as my encounter that evening when I was walking down to Carly for van practice. It was in 1997, and I'm still trying to come to terms with it to this day. He said... In 1997, I experienced something that still puzzles me. I was running a bit late for a band practice at my mate's house down in Carley, which is in Oxford. The journey involved getting a bus down to the bottom of Carley Road and walking quite a distance to his house, about a 40-minute journey in all. I'd sometimes walk down a nature reserve called the Live Alley, which was a nice walk during the daytime and I could get to my mate's house in about 25 minutes going that way and I'd save the bus fare and get in a walk. The walk this night was along a small track that went downhill quite gradually and eventually a steep bank appears on both sides of you as you walk deeper into the valley. The banks going up each side were quite steep and full of trees and brush. This particular night, it was already getting dark but I decided to take a shortcut anyway, as the actual live alley walk is only 15 or 20 minutes long. And then you can get up onto the golf course and head down Marsh Road where my mate lives. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At the time. I was about 10 minutes into the walk and it was quite dark. I couldn't see very much as the trees were on either side of me at this point and they were blocking out what little light there was. I suddenly became aware of something to my left, about 20 feet away from me, walking parallel with me perhaps halfway up a bank amongst the trees. I instantly got that fear and an instant feeling of dread. I suddenly stopped and caught it out and whatever it was did an extra crunch as it took another step and then it too was still. I started walking faster and so did the thing and it was stalking me. So I stopped suddenly again and again this thing did a few more steps. I think it didn't realise I'd stopped, as I'd stopped so suddenly, trying to catch it out. I picked up the pace and stopped one more time all of a sudden. And this thing did another few steps, and then it snarled. It reminded me of a programme I saw on the Beast of Bray Road, and the other kind of like wolf-dog creatures that people had come into contact with in the USA where they recreated a snarling sound to go with the reenactment of people's experiences. It sounded exactly like that snarling sound. It made the hair stand up on my neck and I got an instant fight or flight feeling. As I could tell, it was slightly in front of me and the track it was on met the track I was on, just around the corner, in the direction I was heading, where the walk met the golf course. It was a really out-of-the-way area. No one was around. And I knew that something bad would probably happen if I carried on walking towards the golf course. I turned around and I ran as fast as I could back to Wood Farm and the safety of the built-up area. I didn't see the thing stalking me as it was so dark. But even when a few of the distant streetlights above the valley lit up the trees, I couldn't see anything either. It definitely sounded bipedal and the growl it made when it realised I'd worked out it was stalking me was blood curdling and it freaked me out big time, more than anything I've ever experienced. I haven't dared go back there since and that was about 20 years ago now or more. I told a few close mates but I haven't told anybody else really. The whole experience really scared me and to be quite honest, I wouldn't dare go down there at night by myself at all. Just thinking of it makes me a bit on edge. And my body reacts to the fear of that night, even after all these years. It would be great to hear of someone else who had a similar incident down there in the live alley. Now, there are less than three kilometres between the report by Nick in the Live Alley and our first witnesses report close to Magdalen Bridge. Our next report comes from Mellebeck and it's an experience that happened to a group of children in the late 1980s. 
A witness emailed me and said, in 88 or 89, a group of friends and I were playing a team of hide and seek game. We called it foxes and hounds. One team hides and the other tries to find them all. My group was on the finding team and we were playing in a woods beside a play park. The place had a stream running through it. It was quite shallow, not deep. Adrian and Dawn ran over the beck and started to climb a slope of about 10 metres, which lay at an angle of about 45 degrees and it was thick with cover and trees. They were both stopped in their tracks by a large muscular man with green skin who had hold of a tree branch that was thicker than my head. And as my friends reached him, he snapped the branch that he was holding and he gave off a low growl. Now, they ran out of the woods heading home in shock and I ran after Adrian, who was wide-eyed and nervous, telling us in the description that he saw a green monster, which was the name he gave it. They both had fear in their eyes and after four weeks of bullying, they ended up saying it was just a joke, etc. I heard that snap and I looked after the, at the tree after I'd followed them and no kid could have snapped it. As I'd moved into this area in 86, I still went to my original school, which was Westfield Juniors. And in year six, while walking in the Lake District up Dodd Fell, a friend of mine called Max, who'd never met Adrian or Dawn, confessed to being scared of the green men in Ellerbeck. He told me his dad was mad whilst looking for his brother. So he sent Max out to find him and to tell him to come home. Max looked on the old line and he was shouting his brother for about 10 minutes and he walked downwards into the bushes near the stream behind the plastics factory, thinking his brother was messing about and hiding in there. He noticed what he thought at first was his brother. But as he looked closer, he saw a muscular man with green skin staring back at him. Max couldn't believe it at first and he kind of tried to laugh it off. But he began to feel dread and horror. It just washed over him and he ran off home. He never told anybody due to the fear of the ridicule. He told me this tale, not knowing what had happened on the other side of town with my Harrington friends. I asked how they knew it was a man. Did it have clothes on, etc.? And they all explained it didn't have clothes. It had a private area which was overgrown with hair. Our witness went on to add, I believe we've been lied to about this world that we share and only some people can see things that others cannot. In 2010, myself and my son, along with four neighbours, watched Orange Arbs moving over the Solway Firth for around 40 minutes. They were just off the coast of Kirk Cudbright Lighthouse. I lost count at 25 Arbs. My son ran off screaming about aliens. The orbs were above sea level. They came one by one, powering up and moving strangely. Radar should have easily picked them up. I also have a strange aircraft experience that happened in 2012. And the plane was spraying something above my town. Now, unbeknownst to our witness, I'd taken a report just a few weeks before describing what I believe to be the same kind of thing. Another man 
made a report of a thickly muscled being with green skin. And this also happened in a town with underground tunnel systems. Exactly like all of the other reports we've heard here tonight. All these reports are taking place a stone's throw from a major river. This next report is entitled, It Was Hairless Huge, June of 2021. So quite recent again. I was contacted through our Facebook group this time by a gentleman who asked, has there ever been any reports that you've taken where the figure that was spotted is hairless and huge? Because what I saw was as wide as two and a half big men put together. It also had this weird tinge to its skin, very light green. I was on my way back from doing a pest control job and a lot of weird stuff happens to me normally when I do that on a regular basis. I came across some really weird stuff, but this night was even weirder. I was walking home and I entered a built up area where an old mill used to be. As I was walking through there, I could hear something. It was like something kept whistling at me through its teeth and I saw movement in the trees for a split second. I was tempted to go in there and see exactly what it was, but it was about half two in the morning, so I thought better of it. This was before I saw part of it. It was very near to me when I saw it, but it was in such a position that I only saw its back as it moved off away from me. Whatever this thing was, it was at least the size of the Incredible Hulk, but the colour was a much lighter green. I sped up my walk, but I didn't run, as that's the worst thing to do, is show fear to a predator. I was very unnerved. I've been attacked by green beings a few times at homes when I lived with my folks. They were kind of green entities. It was only twice that I actually saw them with my eyes. They were glowing green. And all those, these at the mill were different. They were not as big in body or as tall as the one I saw at the mill. Uh, these were more the size of a tall man, but with a funny shaped head. And they're nothing like what I saw on my way home. When I was writing up this podcast, I contacted this chap to let him know I had a number of other reports that might be something similar to the figure that he saw. And he said it was strange that I contacted him as he was in the same area today and there were workmen preparing for a rebuild. So the road was open and it showed an underground passage that runs out into the Cone Valley. Now, there are a number of reports in the UK that also mentioned green-skinned or green-faced figures. One report made the newspapers in the late 1990s when a group of green-faced apes reported in the southwest of England. It was the summer of 96 when people in the Tor Bay village of Churston, Devon, started to report seeing Bigfoot-like creatures in dense creepy woodland now i have to blame the newspaper for this um account it's not me the sightings of the creature lasted for around six weeks and up to 15 witnesses came forward with their sighting reports after seeing the apes the creatures were described as being around five feet tall covered in brown hair and it was described as having a green face 
Now, the witnesses stated that the figure did not have a tail. The height was around five feet. And on two occasions, the being was seen swinging from tree branches. Now, there are also strange encounter that happened in the same woods in 2006, when three friends who were camping experienced something that tormented them. Now, they were camping uh, close on the River Severn, where the quarry is there. All through the evening, the friends felt like they were being watched. They felt very uneasy. Then in the early hours of the morning, they heard heavy footsteps outside the tent they were staying in. And something hit or kicked the tent. And it was pressing heavily against it. And it was only when they pushed it back that the thing outside walked away. Now, a green-faced man at the windscreen happened in Rushkinton. And this is normally described as the Rushkinton thing. Now, the A15 is a major road in England and it runs north from Peterborough until it merges with the M18. Over the years, the A15 has had a number of very strange reports that have been made by drivers using that road. From 1998, many apparitions have been seen along the A15. One person describes having a face that suddenly appeared from around the front pillar of his car windscreen on the driver's side. And this figure had its left hand up. And the driver said, it had dark hair and this olivey green skin and a pitted face. He somehow carried on driving with whatever it was in place for 40 to 50 seconds on his windscreen. Other drivers have reported seeing a white shape that turns into a man who has his arms raised as if to warn drivers about something. After he has been seen, he fades away into a mist. One person was driving along the road when they thought they saw someone run in front of their vehicle. Now, the driver was left absolutely certain they had accidentally killed somebody. But after stopping, they found there was no one to be seen. And of course, we could not talk about green-skinned beings without talking about the children of the Woolpit. Now, the children of the Woolpit is an ancient account here in the UK, and it dates back all the way to the 12th century. And it tells of two children that appeared on the edge of a field in the village of Woolpit in England. They were found by reapers who were working their fields at harvest time. And they were found near some ditches that had been excavated to trap wolves at St Mary's of the Wolf Pits, hence the name Wolf Pit. Their skin was tinged with a green hue and their clothes were made from unfamiliar materials. Their speech was unintelligible to the reapers. They were taken to the village where they were eventually accepted into the home of a local landowner. The children were one boy and one girl, and they both had green skin. They spoke an unknown language. The children would not eat any food that was presented to them, but they appeared to be starving. Eventually, the villagers brought round recently harvested beans, which the children devoured. They survived only on beans for many months, until they acquired the taste of bread. The children became sick and the boy died, but the girl recovered 
And over the years, she came to learn the local English. Now, she was able to tell the story of her origin. The girl explained that her and the brother had come from a place called St. Martin's Land, which existed in an atmosphere of permanent twilight and where the people lived underground. The young girl eventually married a man from Kings Lynn in the neighbouring county of Norfolk. And according to some accounts, she took the name Agnes Barr. And the man she married was an ambassador of Henry II. And although these details have not been verified though, when asked, the girl would explain that she and her brother came from the land of St. Martin, where all the inhabitants were green like them. She described another luminous land that they could see across the river. She and her brother were looking after their father's flock when they came upon a cave. They entered the cave and they wandered through the darkness for a long time until they came out the other side, entering into bright sunlight, which they found startling. And it was then that they were found by the reapers. This reminds me of a tale, another tale from Scotland, um, where children would disappear below the magical mountain of Shehalion in Pitlochra. The children would be found a number of days later, many miles away at Lochranach. There's also a tale of um, a man who was at Shehalion and he looked down to see a tiny little fairy folk cutting out his shadow. So I hope you've enjoyed tonight's episode and I will be definitely back next week, same time. So, dress up warm. It's kind of freezing here. Well, I suppose it's not for all of you across the world, but here in Lancashire, it's really cold and frosty. So I shall see you all next week. Good night, everyone. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.